Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to The Amazing World of Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us over on Twitter at Radio Detectives. Well, today we're bringing you the last of our Summer of Summer Replacement series, chosen as a series we're going to do by our Patreon supporters. And we're going back to another episode of the Francis Langford program. Uh, the original air date on this one is August the 14th, 1947. Let's go ahead and take a listen. Good evening, friends. This is Francis Langford bringing you a part of the American scene, Maxwell House Coffee Time. May we come in? It's Maxwell House Coffee Time, brought to you each week by Maxwell House, the coffee that's bought and enjoyed by more people than any other brand of coffee in the world at any price. So have another cup of coffee and listen to 30 minutes of words and music and reminiscence. The voice of Eloise, the Maxwell House Orchestra and Choir under the baton of Carmen Dragon. This is Toby Reed, and here is your hostess, Francis Langford. I know why I've waited, know why I've been blue. Pray each night for someone exactly like you. Why should we spend money on a show or two? No one does those love scenes exactly like you. You make me feel so grand. I want to hand the world to you. You seem to understand each foolish little scheme. I'm scheming, dream I'm dreaming. I know why my mama taught me to be true. She meant me for someone exactly like you. You make me feel so grand. I want to hand the world to you. You seem to understand each foolish little dream I'm dreaming. Dream I'm dreaming. I know why my mama taught me to be true. She meant me for someone exactly like you. Thank you very much. Oh, that's a swell song, isn't it, Francis? I like it. Well? Well, what? Francis, right here, you're supposed to say, and there's another grand song I'd like to sing, Toby. Sometimes I get tired of saying what I'm supposed to say. And then I say, all? And you say, yes, always. And then I say, that's a wonderful song. And you say... You turn him on and he goes on indefinitely. And then you say, it just so happens that Carmen Dragon and the boys have the music. Okay, Toby, okay. Then, let's not get carried away with this thing. And then you... Give the introduction a gentle tap, Carmen, and let's go. I'll be loving you With a love that's true 
just a year. You know, our capable common dragon supervises the arrangement of all these musical numbers himself. Now take this lovely song, Always, by Irving Berlin. In combining the talents of his musicians, Carmen may decide to give the melody to the strings. Next, he enriches the melody with his main harmony. Maybe he'll use woodwinds. Then he adds tonal color with vibrant passages for the brasses and out of vigorous rhythm section. The final arrangement blends in each instrument for the richest, harmonious result. A master craftsman himself, Carmen appreciates the comparison between his orchestral blending and the great care and skill with which gifted experts blend famous Maxwell House coffee. Not one, but many superb Latin American coffees are combined to achieve the fine flavor and full-bodied goodness of the world-famous Maxwell House blend. Our Maxwell House experts choose Manizales for mellowness. They blend in Medellins for richness. Select other choice coffees for robust vigor. And they add Bucaramangas for fine, full body. The completed blend is truly superb coffee at its flavorful best. A blend so genuinely satisfying, it's actually bought and enjoyed by more people than any other brand of coffee in the world. Since coffee adds so much to every meal, why not be sure of the finest in coffee drinking pleasure? You can for just a fraction of a penny more per cup than the cheapest coffee sold. Just say Maxwell House, always good to the last drop. Not for just an hour, not for just a day, not for just a year. Francis, Francis, I read by the fan mail that you have a brand new Mercury record that's pretty sensational. Well, I do have a new Mercury record, all right, and I certainly had a lot of fun making it. It's called Please Don't Play Number Six Tonight. Well, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> well, just stand back and give me a room. Now, folks, imagine yourself, if you'll pardon the expression, in a soda fountain. Someone puts a nickel in the jukebox, and a sad-eyed little lady in the corner raises her golden head, opens her baby blue eyes, parts her ruby lips, and says, They were playing that same record when first I met his glance. They played it while we fell in love all through our whole romance. Oh, they used to play that record, and he would hold my hand. But since he's gone and left me now, I'll never understand. So please don't play number six tonight, for number six was meant for two. Play the other new releases, or else I'll go to pieces. That's all I ask of you. I love that man. 
melody For every time they played it Then he kissed me tenderly Oh, the nights were filled with music The disc was such a treat But every time I hear it now My heart won't even beat So please don't play number six tonight For number six was meant for two you can choose from that I won't get the blues from please try to see me through we'll try to see you through so please don't play number six tonight that's all I'll ever ask of you I confess that I can't take it won't someone kindly break it like it broke my heart in two stop to think what a big part songs play in your memory? Take this song, for example. Follow it back across the years to your college campus, to the football rallies, the games, the raccoon coach, the sloppy Joe sweaters, the classes, the exams, the dances, the girl you gave your fraternity pen, or the guy that gave you his. Remember how you walked home across the campus listening to voices like this, and the stars were in reach of your hands, and the world was in your pocket? Remember? different things. It's the 
the sound of church bells punctuating a summer evening. It's children with their scrubbed Sunday faces on the way to Sunday school. And every now and then, it's the church social. You're in the kitchen fixing the lunch boxes when Jerry comes over from next door. Francis, uh, if you fix your lunch boxes like everyone else's, how's a fellow supposed to know which one to bid for? A fellow isn't supposed to know who he's bidding for. But suppose he were to draw Mrs. Peters as his partner. Mrs. Peters is a charming woman. But she's 60 years old. Jerry, I wish you wouldn't follow me around the kitchen. Well, now, why are you fixing so many boxes, Francis? I promised to fix some for the ladies who are working on the decorations. What's going on out here? Just getting ready for the church social, Pop. Who's doing the auctioning this year? Carmen. Good Carmen Dragon? Well, how many dragons do you know? <laughs> how can he conduct an auction? He couldn't even auction off one of his own musicians. <laughs> who would want one? It's much too hot to go into that. Hi, everybody. Hi, Carmen. How high? Huh? If you don't mind my saying so, you're not exactly on the beat, Mr. Dragon. No? No, when I say how high, you're supposed to say waist high. Why? Because waist high is the height of a handshake. Get it? I'd rather not, if you don't mind. I don't blame you. You gotta keep up with the times. You don't want the boys in the band to call you a deadbeat, do you? What do you think they call me now? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello, Toby. How high, Mr. Reed? Waist high, Jerry. <laughs> How you doing, Francis? <laughs> Can't talk. Have to concentrate on these sandwiches. Boy, they sure look good. Oh, quit looking at Francis's sandwiches. <laughs> I'm just admiring them. Now, please get out of the way, will you? I only have a few minutes to finish these boxes. Toby, did you know that Carmen was doing the auctioning this time? Oh, he couldn't be. They'd never let that poor man's Toscanini take over. Toby, you quit picking on Carmen. There, you see? Carmen, you quit picking on Toby. I can be one-sided in this, too. Thank you, Mr. Hogue. I'm glad to see someone in this kitchen has the intelligence to appreciate me. Jerry, hand me those pieces of paper and a pencil, will you? I have to put the names inside the boxes. Yes, Francis. Carmen, what are you doing over here this afternoon, anyhow? This is a free country, and I'm a free agent. Why don't you two try to get along? I just can't like that man. He's an ornery, scabbly, scrounging, scaly, snitchy, sneaking, flagellatious show-off. What's the matter? Haven't you got any adjectives of your own? A few. I haven't seen any indications of any great vocabulary. Don't egg me on. Hard-boiled eggs. I knew there was something I'd forgotten. <laughs> I've got a few words for you myself, you know. Like what? Like chuckle-headed, nitwitted, jingle-brained, chowder-headed, scramble-brained, ivory-dome, blunder-headed, bone-headed, gappy, goopish, jug-headed, moss-backed, mummified, yap-headed, timber-headed... Good for you, Mr. Dragon. I didn't think you had it in you. Van-headed, bean-headed, bow-hunkish, blunder-headed... <laughs> Name caller. You got bats in your belfry, a vacant upper story to rent. You're walking around in a fog. You don't know what time it is. Ah! How do you turn him off? Sometimes I go on for hours. I can be very monotonous. You can say that again. I can be very monotonous. <laughs> Which box is yours, Francis? I want to be sure I get that one. No, it wouldn't be fair to tell, Carmen. And if she was going to tell anyone, it wouldn't be you, would it, Francis? Toby, I don't know why you can't get along with Carmen. Yeah, some people are just born misfits, Francis. You know, one of these days, I'm going to knock your union card off. <laughs> if you do, Mr. Petrillo won't like you. Would you fellas please help me carry these boxes to the car? It takes a few minutes, but finally you get them moving, and then you get the boxes out of the car. Then you go back in the house for your coat. You're left alone in the car. You look at the boxes, and you notice that the box Mr. Reed was carrying has a mark on it. And you see Francis's name inside. The little devil comes up and prods you with a perfectly wonderful idea. 
and you write a new name on the slip in that box and put it back. And you put Francis's name on a box that you mark. So you go to the church social. When you get there, everybody's playing charades. How do you play charades, Francis? Well, you draw a slip from that pile over there, and on it is written a quotation or the title of a song or a book. And you have to act it out so your team can guess it. I'm up next. You go up the table and you draw your slip, and it says tramp, tramp, tramp on it. And you think, this is a cinch. And you start tramping back and forth. What are you just walking up and down like that for, Mr. Hogue? He's acting out a song title. Uh, marching through Georgia? You think to yourself, how can anyone be so stupid? How could anyone even look at me and not know immediately that I'm doing tramp, tramp, tramp? <laughs> boots, boots, boots. Marching along together? He's <laughs> supposed to talk, Pop. All he's doing is tramping back and forth. You signal frantically for him to go back and repeat what he just said. Uh, something about tramping? Um, uh, the caissons are rolling along? <laughs> you give that up. You loosen your shirt collar and you sit down, and any astute person in the world can see that you're the image of a tramp. Hallelujah, I'm a bum. <laughs> Brother, can you spare a dime? A cup of coffee, a sandwich and you? The ruby out of Omar Khayyam? <laughs> Holy murdering mice, what's the matter with you moronic imbeciles? Pop, you're in the social rooms of the church. Does that give you any particular right to be stupid? We mustn't lose our tempers. Well, it's my temper. I'll lose it if I like to. Well, all you're doing is going tramp, tramp, tramp in front of us. That's it, that's it. She said it. How long was I? Well, what did I say? Tramp, tramp, tramp. Oh, is that what it was? I thought of that a long time ago. <laughs> you choke down the words you'd love to say and they burn your mouth. Then it's time to go into the next room for the auctioning of the lunch boxes. What am I bid for this handsome shoebox? Twenty cents. Twenty cents? For this handsome shoebox packed with goodies? Magnificent morsels to mellow your mood? Twenty-one cents. Twenty-one cents? <laughs> for these delectable dainties, these gorgeous groceries? Bid fifty cents, Pop. Fifty cents. Going once for fifty cents. Going twice. Going. Going. Gone to the gentleman with the nose and the eyebrows For 50 cents Here you are, Mr. Hogue Open it and see who you got Mrs. Peters <laughs> Now, what am I bid for this tempting toothsome tartan, um, carton of goodies? <laughs> well, uh, turn the tartan around so I can see it <laughs> making fun of me? Is it possible? <laughs> Go on, turn the box around. Hmm. I bid one dollar. One dollar? One dollar. You think to yourself, I hope Mr. Reed isn't any smarter than I think he is. Going, going, gone for one dollar to the corn-fed gentleman on my right, Mr. Reed. <laughs> Who'd you get, Toby? I'll tell you in just a minute. I hope I got you, Francis. Carmen Dragon? <laughs> That's impossible. I didn't pack a lunch. You deliberately did this, you smaltzer, you. I did this? You think I want to eat with you? Boys, please. Remember, you're in the social rooms of the church. Yeah, and I paid a dollar to eat with that deadpan staccato spitter. <laughs> what he called me. Come on, Carmen. We have to finish with the auction. Well, here's a box. What am I bid? Uh, a dollar. Going, going, gone for one dollar. Here. What'd you get, Jerry? <laughs> well... Well, what do you know? I got you, Francis. Jerry, 
I'd like to speak to you immediately following this <laughs> outside the church social rooms. So would I, Jerry. Whatever for? Oh, no, you don't. Jerry's my date for the evening, and he's staying with me. Go on, Carmen. What am I bid for this handsome shoebox? A box of cats? You stand there watching the lunches being auctioned off, and you think of the years behind this particular tradition, of the boxes that were auctioned off in the early days as the frontier moved westward. You think of the romances that have started over the homemade jelly rolls and the children of those romances who have carried on the tradition. And you think the old customs are a lovely part of the American scene, the church socials and the potluck suppers, the community games and singing, and that wonderful spirit of laughter and fun and sharing with your neighbor. So it was during the old days in America, is during the present, and will be through all future times to come. Ah, the church socials. How well I remember you girls looking lovely in those flouncy summer frocks, all gaily chatting and giggling. Why, Toby, can't you remember the fellas all standing in line waiting for seconds of angel food and coffee? A happy reminder, Francis, for like the friendly atmosphere of a church social, Maxwell House coffee also belongs to this American scene. Americans love good coffee. It's our national drink. Now, that's why I stress this fact. Today, with over a thousand coffee brands to choose from, more people buy and enjoy Maxwell House than any other brand of coffee at any price. The answer to this overwhelming popularity is flavor, that good-to-the-last-drop Maxwell House flavor that comes from the skillful blending of choice Latin American coffees, radiant roasted to flavor perfection. Yes, Maxwell House means flavor and value, too. For with all this extra coffee goodness, Maxwell House costs but a fraction of a penny more per cup than the cheapest coffee sold. Summer, of course, is the time for iced coffee, and icing is the severest test of coffee flavor. But that famous Maxwell House flavor really stands up to bring you a glorious warm-weather drink. So iced or hot, be sure you get Maxwell House, always good to the last drop. <laughs> Now music blended to a mood that's soft and low down. Francis Langford, the Maxwell House Choir and Orchestra and Eloise bring you some of the great blues songs of the American scene. My mama done told me when I was in knee pants. My mama done told me a woman will sweet talk and give you the big eye. But when the sweet talking's done, Right, there's blues in the night. 
Or else he wouldn't have gone so far from me. 
Be with us again next week at Maxwell House Coffee Time when Eloise, Carmen Dragon, Toby Reed, the orchestra, the choir, and yours truly will return with some of your favorite songs, another vista of the American scene, and of course, some words and music about Maxwell House. Join us then and make your enjoyment doubly complete by listening over your cups of Maxwell House. Always good to the last drop. And now until next Thursday, good night and good luck from the makers of Maxwell House, America's number one preferred brand of coffee. Always good to the last drop. Just a taste of Jell-O pudding and believe me, you will know. They're good, they're swell, and Jell-O puddings are back at your grocer's right now. Jell-O puddings with that rich, distinctive, homemade goodness. Flavor that's best by your own taste test. Jell-O chocolate pudding, Jell-O butterscotch pudding, Jell-O vanilla pudding. They're made with milk and nourishing. They cook in just about five minutes. That's Jell-O puddings. You never tasted anything better. <laughs> This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Welcome back. Well, some great music. I I did love that. Don't play number six tonight. That was a great little song. And, of course, that medley of the blues. And then, you know, the one thing about the church social skit that stood out to me was that whole uh, thing of how high, uh, waist high. It's like, was that something that was actually done? It did kind of remind me of, and I don't, I think this may have been slight me slightly before my time. I think I've heard about it more than anything else, you know, what they did with the high five, you know, up high to the sky, down low, too slow, that sort of thing. And it makes me wonder, was this the origins of it? Was Were they high-five people actually ripping something off? Or perhaps uh, redefining something that already existed? At any rate, a good program. Well, we are actually getting to the end of our summer adventure. Uh, join us back here next week as we head uh, back to the theater. The Mercury Summer Theater. You won't want to miss it. Uh, in the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>